Hey, party people, welcome to or welcome back to episode 13 out of the Pity Party podcast, where we blow out your doubts one candle at a time. It's your host, JoJo. If you're near here, hello. If you aren't, then welcome back. I apologize for the delay in the last episode that we had. As a college student, I am also struggling with finals week at the moment. I'm literally recording this during finals week that I haven't studied for. But if you're a college student, then you're in luck because this episode is dedicated to the college girlies. If you're feeling stressed, if you're feeling anxious, you're having trouble learning how to retain information, then you're in the right place. So continue listening. (laughs) Firstly, let's dive right into the best study techniques that I have personally used, and it's helped me over the past decade I've been in school. Okay, party people, so it's time to work smarter and not harder. These applications of websites that I'm about to talk about have helped me a lot in the past, and even to this day. So first off, we want to talk about Quizlet. Quizlet is literally the holy grail. That is one thing that I'm telling you every student uses. Quizlet is where it's at. So first off, if you don't know what Quizlet is, it's basically a studying app where other people make flashcards that are based off a certain topic in a way. And sometimes there's like answers from tests, from exams. There's there's a lot you can find on there. Unfortunately, Quizlet has updated and now they have a subscription system. I don't know what's going on with that, but it's still a good resource to use if you're looking to study pretty quickly, pretty efficiently because there's flashcards, there's memory games, there's mock tests and exams. It, it's just a really good resource to use and I still use Quizlet to this day. Next, I want to talk about off-screen. I don't think I've ever seen anybody talk about this app. I use this a lot. And I've talked about this in my social media episode. Uh, so make sure you check that out. But off-screen is basically an app where it limits your screen time. It limits certain apps that you're on. So you set a time on how long you want to stay on a specific app. And then when you try and get on that app and the time has passed, then it literally just restricts the entire app. So you can't get back in unless you literally put in the work, go inside of the app, change the app from being limited to unlimited, and then going back in. But that's a lot of work. So it definitely stops me from going back into the app because that's a lot of work to do all that just to get back on like social media or any other app that I restricted. So definitely check that out. None of this is sponsored. All of this is coming from the dome. It's coming from the Chrome dome. And I'm telling you, that app is amazing. So another app and sort of Chrome extension, if you use Chrome, you can also use, I'm not sure if Mac has this type of thing, but if you use Google Chrome, there's a Chrome extension called Focus. There's also an app for this, but I'm not sure if it's free. Last time I checked, it was not free, but you can can check that out. But Focus is definitely a great app to where when you're on your computer and you're studying and you press the focus time, it grows a tree, I believe. And if you don't, you know, go to different apps such as YouTube and anything that you strict using that app, then you're able to grow a tree after a specific time that you're studying, which is good for the environment. And it's also good for yourself as well. So there is also an alternative to this app. It's called Flora. This for sure, I know it's free. It's literally the same thing, the trees and plants and all of that. So definitely check that out too, because, you know, who wants to kill trees? There's also an option where if you put in your card, like your debit card or your credit card or something, it takes money off if you go past that certain time limit or if you 
exit the app or something like that. For certain people, I guess that's great. But for me, I won't be doing that. But if you like that type of thing where it actually takes money out of your card, if you don't, if you get off the app, then that's you because it, I guess it pushes people more. Cosa is another app that I use. And it's similar to just a Google browser or whatever. It's like a, if you're using Google Chrome, if you're using the Google app, if you're using Yahoo, Bing, that type of thing. So whenever you search something new, it plants a tree in the real world, which is really cool. All these apps are kind of environment friendly, which I appreciate, which is cool. But yeah, it basically does that. And I can't say this is more educational in a way, I guess you could say, but it's something to use if, you know, you like helping the environment. It's helped me a lot because it's whenever I get on that website, I usually read books on that website. And then every time I look up a book, it plants a tree. And it also keeps count of the trees that you planted. I, I don't remember how many I have, but yeah, there's that. I also use Quillbot and Paraphrasing Tool. These websites both go hand in hand. And I'm telling you right now, if I hadn't used these websites, I probably would have failed by now. So what Quillbot and Paraphrasing Tool does, you put in a text, let's say you answer a question to a specific prompt for your class. It basically just alters your text and paraphrases it for you in a better way. Let's say you think you don't write the best, but you put your text inside of Quillbot and then it changes it to where it sounds more formal, it, it sounds casual. You can change the settings and it paraphrases it for you so that it sounds better. And the both of these websites paraphrase the text that you put inside of the speech bubble so that you can have a better essay or a better assignment. I also want to touch a little bit on Grammarly. Grammarly is also a great website when you're trying to make sure you don't have any punctuation errors, spelling errors. I also use the plagiarism checker on Grammarly. It's a really good tool just to make sure that you haven't accidentally plagiarized anything. Not saying I do, but it helps you feel extra secure when you're turning in your work. So I highly recommend that, especially for people who are doing essays at the moment. That's a great, great tool just to make sure that you're not turning anything in plagiarized. And it's very accurate, too. From all of the other plagiarism checkers that I've used, that one is very accurate. But I believe you have to pay for that one, so don't count me on that one. There's other alternatives to the Grammarly plagiarism checker. And one last app I want to talk about is Headspace. And this definitely leads to the topic of feeling anxious later. But Headspace is a great app for you to use whenever you are feeling anxious and you need to meditate and calm down. You download the app on your phone. I don't think you have to pay for anything at the beginning stages, but later I'm sure you do. So for Headspace, you get on the app, you type in how you're feeling, and it'll basically give you breathing exercises and more in order to help you with your mental health. So I highly recommend Headspace. I actually follow them on Instagram because like they're just so good. And whoever made that app, they did a great job. Because I, I would definitely use it as a college student that's being stressed and anxious over these exams that professors don't care about. It's good to use to calm yourself down. Okay, so to continue, physical studying techniques, I highly recommend the Pomodoro Method. I talked about this on my YouTube channels, Cup Up Jojo, so make sure you check that out. 
But the Pomodoro method is basically a method where you you study for a specific amount of time and then you have a break after that specific amount of time. So, for example, if you're studying for 20 minutes, then you would take a break for 10 minutes. If you're studying for 40 minutes, you take a break for 20 minutes. It all depends on like how long you want the break to last. As long as you have a timer that's set, then that's that. So when you're taking that break, you can either read, you can watch a show, you can eat. You just have to get right back to studying after that specific amount of time that your break has. So I think it's very effective. It pushes you to have a little break in between and to continue working towards that break. Another method I think is really great is Cornell Notes. I've used this since middle school, but it's where you divide the notes in half or a quarter. You fold it over. You can look this up, but you fold over. You use one side of a sheet of paper for the topic and maybe many notes of your topic. And then on the other side, you have in-depth information about that topic, but it's divided. It's very organized. And you'll, you'll see once you look it up, but it's very organized. It's good just to know where you're at with your notes. You can also use mind maps or visual diagrams. You can create mind maps on different apps and websites online just to help you have something visual because I'm definitely a visual learner. So for the visual girlies, make sure you use mind maps and visual diagrams. You can get them offline and, you know, copy and paste them to your iPad notes. Or you can copy and paste them to your digital notes, or you can draw them yourself. But visual diagrams are great, and it definitely helps you retain that information more when you have something you're visually able to see. You know what I mean? Not only that, but highlighters and sticky notes being dedicated to specific things or different topics is also a great way to just organize your work and make sure you understand everything efficiently. So for highlighters, I would use yellow highlighters for very, very important information. I would use blue highlighters for a specific topic, something I think I need to look back at. It just all depends on how you want to build your notes. I can't specifically tell you which color to use for your notes. Sticky notes are also great. I love sticky notes, especially for annotating because I want to get into annotating. Recently, I've been reading books and I use sticky notes, but I don't write anything inside the books because I feel like I personally, I just don't like to write in books. But just having like that specific sticky note dedicated to like the sad moments in the book, dedicated to happy moments, dedicated to like, whoa, wow moments, you know? And that's, that's really, it's really cool. And you can also use that type of thing in your textbooks. So if you're a reader like me, using sticky notes and annotating is also great for textbooks. If you're feeling anxious and you're feeling stressed about your exams, then you're in luck. To calm yourself down, you should calm yourself down in a very healthy way. It's okay to feel anxious because people do have test anxiety, which is very much real. And I can't tell you how to get rid of it, but I can try and help you lessen the stress. So first off, I think you should definitely find something to distract yourself, whether that's a stress ball. People have been using fidget spinners since forever. Taking breaks, eating to distract yourself, working out so you don't have to think about the test. It's a great way to just distract yourself. Obviously, you're going to have to take the test and you're going to have to think about it, but it's good to distract yourself if you need to just calm down and get back to studying for that test. Not only that, but you definitely take breaks mentally and physically. You don't have to always be working 24-7 or studying 24-7. 
You should learn to take breaks for yourself. It's okay if you're sitting around doing nothing because you have to take breaks. You won't be able to function if you can't take breaks mentally or physically. So you should also have green food, whether that's apples, fruits, vegetables. I've also heard of chewing gum while you're studying and then chewing that same gum while you're taking a test. And it's supposed to help you retain that information and remember it when you were studying. So that's a good tip. Peppermint is also very good for remembering information or stimulating the brain. Going outside is also a great way in order to just not have to worry about anything at the moment. Getting some air, touching some grass, laying down in the grass. Very good way to just not have your brain clogged up with all that studying. When you're studying, you should also focus on one topic at a time. If you keep on studying like multiple topics at a time, you're going to get confused and you're probably going to jumble up the information that you're studying with other subjects. So make sure you just focus on one topic at a time and then work your way to the next topic. Don't freak out. Believe in yourself. You got this. Everything takes time and it's easier said than done, but you got this. You're going to have to get that test done and over with. You can't stop anybody from continuing a test. So you're going to have to do it anyway. So my experience with tests and studying, I have had a lot of test anxiety before. Like, it's, it's hard to take a test and be okay with doing it and thinking that you won't have a good grade. But just doing these tips, I promise you, Testing and studying will get a lot easier. It's a running gun type of thing. You have to get it done, get it over with, and I promise you the weight will be off your shoulders before you know it. First and foremost, I think you should make a list of all the exams you have and organize them by date and time that they're scheduled. And this will help you allocate your time efficiently and ensure that you're not cramming everything in at the last minute. But I can't say that I haven't done that before because it's okay to cram sometimes. Not all the time, but sometimes because I'm definitely cramming in the next 48 hours for my exam on Thursday. It's also important to just take care of your physical and mental health. Like I said, this means getting enough sleep, eating healthy, taking breaks when you need to. It's easier to get caught up in the stress of the finals week. But remember that taking care of yourself is just as important as studying. Another tip is to utilize your resources. Most colleges and universities have academic resources such, such as tutoring, study groups, and writing centers. But don't be afraid to just reach out and take advantage of these resources. They can definitely provide you with extra support and help so that you can better understand the material that you're studying. Also reach out to teacher assistants, with students, people in your class, if you talk to them. If you don't, that's totally okay. But lastly, remember to stay positive and stay confident. It's okay to doubt yourself and your abilities during the finals week. But remember that you have made it this far and you're capable of succeeding. Visualize yourself doing well on these exams and trust in your preparation. That's all the tips I have for you today. And I hope that these suggestions will help you survive finals week and perform at your best. But remember to prioritize your studying, take care of yourself, utilize your resources, and stay positive. So thanks for tuning into our podcast. Make sure you follow us on Instagram and TikTok at pityparty.podcast. 
and my personal Instagram, TikTok, and YouTube at cupo.jojo. And for the YouTube, it's just Cup of Jojo. It's all in the description. Make sure you check that out. Share this episode with your friends, family, anybody who you think may need it. And I will see you guys next time. Bye. Thank you.